Greetings, everybody. Uh, we're glad to be back with you with another session of Ask the Elders. Uh, today, we've got with us Hoyt Bradley, Alistair Curley, Brandon Turk, Jeffrey Pass, and Larry Schleif to weigh in on our next question. Uh, the next question is from one of uh, the folks in our church. It says this, if someone has not heard about Jesus Christ, and yet they seek God Almighty with a pure intention, what is their spiritual status for eternity? So great question. Again, we're so uh, grateful for, for those of you who are submitting questions and really wanting to honestly uh, weigh, weigh out and wrestle with scripture and, and uh, kind of understand and seek to know more about God. So thank you so much for the question. We're going to try to answer. There's a couple different things going on in this question. And, and uh, one we're going to talk about is, is the first, uh, or actually it's the second part of the question, yeah. where, where people are, are seeking God um, with a pure intention. So let's, let's talk to that a little bit and, uh, and kind of wrestle with that and, and see if we can clear up maybe the other part of the question because of that. So Hoyt, do you have some, some thoughts on that too? Yeah, well, my first thought is it, it, the way the question is phrased, uh, and this isn't a criticism of, of whoever asked the question, um, but I think we do this. We tend to think of people as, as good people, and, and that's kind of where we go with things. Um, but when you ask, part of the question asks that if a person is seeking God with a, uh, with a, pure, in, was a pure intention. Pure intention, yeah. Um, I think it's starting from a, a, a bad understanding, at least according to what Scripture says, um, because Scripture tells us the opposite about human beings, right. that we're, that person doesn't exist. So if you ask the question about a person with a, with a pure intention, um, that person doesn't exist. And we can, we can see that in Scripture in a couple places. And one of the ones that, that came up was Genesis 6-5. And... Uh, this is right before God destroys the entire planet by a flood, by the way. Um, Genesis 6, 5. This is what, what God says. It says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Right. To me, that seems to clearly kind of put human beings in, the, in their place, and it's not a place of having... Pure intention. Yeah, yeah. pure intentions. Um, it's, that doesn't exist, at least from that one thing. And then, like I said, following that, God destroys the earth, uh, apart from Noah and his family. Yeah. Um, because of the, the evilness of the intentions and thoughts of human beings. Yeah. So I don't think that person exists. Yeah. I think going on from there, you know, someone might argue, well, God wiped out all those, those evil people. Like, it's not the same as it was pre-flood, right? But we see throughout scripture, this, this thought continues on. Um, and it's pretty commonly known from Romans 3, Paul talks about um, there's no one who does good, not even one. There's no one who seeks after God. Um, and Paul is quoting some Old Testament passages. So I wanted to read um, Psalm 14, verses 1 through 3. It says, The fool says in his heart, there, there's no God. They are corrupt, they do vile deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the human race, to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. So David here is coming from this perspective of God looking down on humanity, seeing if there is one who does seek after God, you know, with this pure heart, with this good heart. And he says, they have all turned away. Um, so I think going through scripture, we see it's not just like a one and done kind of thing in Genesis. Right. It, it continues on and on. Well, we see the, the need for the Messiah is to, 
to fix that problem from the heart. Yeah. So if 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 we could be pure in our own and have pure intentions, there's there's no need for a Messiah, a Savior. And we you know we see that in Jeremiah too. Jeremiah uh, in in chapter 17, verse nine. He talks about the human heart. He says, the heart is, is more deceitful than anything else and incurable who can understand it. And and so we see a need, a, a real need for a heart change, right? A heart transplant that, that only comes from God. So so for us as humans, and, and with the question like this, we we tend to, it comes from a compassionate heart, right? It comes from a compassionate side saying, and I really, I really hope that that God sees that person who has some kind of inkling inside of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and maybe that's a, a different way to say it because I, obviously we can't we can't seek God with a pure heart. I mean, there's no, there's nothing in us to do that. So we're all in the same boat in that way. We're all sinful. We're separated from God, but but we do have those that that stirring inside of us and that that God that God has placed in our conscience that that knowledge of Him and uh, through creation. Right, so that, that there is there is that there, and but then what what happens to the next part of that question? You know, because we have we have clearly that there are, there are no pure intentions, that no one's seeking God. But what about how does someone who hasn't heard get saved? Right, or or, or what what about the people in the lost tribes or those lost folks in Siskiyou County who who aren't hearing the gospel? Uh, that's that's kind of the, the other part of this question that yeah. that a lot of people have. And what what are some thoughts on that? Well, I think you you hit on it right there. The gospel. Mm-hmm. That's what's needed because our, we're we're not uh, our intentions aren't good and we aren't good and we don't seek for God. The gospel is what's needed. Um, and so, um, in terms of whoever the the people group is that haven't heard. That's what is needed. They need the gospel, right? That's that's and that's the primary means. I mean, that that's how we are saved is through the gospel yep. of Christ. Understanding that we're sinful and that we're separated from God because of our sin. That we're not good. There's no pure intentions, and that we need a Messiah. We need the need Jesus Christ uh, for for salvation. I think the the question though is then okay. So how does the gospel reach? How can we be assured the gospel reaches? Uh, that lost tribe in no man's land. Right. You know, what, 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 are, what are the promises that we have from Scripture that would, would give us confidence in that and, and spur confidence in our heart that, that God's, God's got this taken care of? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's, that, some of that comes from 1 Peter um, chapter 3, verse... Uh, well, let's, I'm just going to start in 9. Um, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Has some count slackness? But is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I think it's important to remember that as we think about God and what is possible with Him or through Him, that we don't put these these restrictions and parameters on Him that that we see in ourselves. If God is providential, if God is all powerful, He can do whatever He wants, whenever He wants, mm-hmm. um, and He promises, right? He, he promises that He is long suffering toward us and is not willing that any should perish. Um, and then I think that would move us back into John, John chapter six. Mm-hmm. Well, and with this also with that long suffering, it, it reveals the heart of God, right? Right? That God, God is compassionate, God is patient, God is longing and wanting people to believe the gospel and to be saved. So uh, He, could, if He didn't care about the lost people in some place it'd be done now right god lord would return and we'd be it'd be over it'd be done Mm -hmm. but he's he hasn't come yet he's he's patient he's wanting 
the message of Christ to to go everywhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, John six you said you mentioned John six. Um, let's see if we can get here. Uh, John six thirty seven says, "All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out." For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should not lose anything, but should raise it up in the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. A tremendous promise. Oh, man. You yeah. cannot... You cannot walk away from that verse and think that God is going to leave anyone behind mm-hmm. um, who He's, who the God the Father has given to Him. Yeah. Um, so whether we understand the how and the why, I don't really think that's totally up to us, mm-hmm. but it does, um, it does stir up within us something that we know God is calling us to do at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like say, you know, the person asking the question clearly has lost people in mind yeah sure and uh which is what we're supposed to have mm-hmm. because we're we're called to go and make disciples we're called to spread the gospel the mm-hmm. good news of jesus christ and that's what's needed in these countries um but like you say that you know you can't read that passage and not i can't hear that passage or read that passage and come away looking at god in in any way as as weak or incapable mm-hmm. of accomplishing what he is going to accomplish that is an absolute promise mm-hmm. and it's jesus talking saying i will lose none of all that the father has given me mm-hmm. that's absolute uh, who are they we don't know where are they we don't know but what they need is the gospel and and you know god will get the gospel to them yeah. we don't have to worry that's right Salvation's always been a work of, of God, and, and uh, He will accomplish it in, in everyone who, who uh, professes faith. He'll, he'll make it happen one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of the things that Larry and I were talking about earlier is just how many stories have we heard from missionaries who have um, some, some bizarre plane crash or some weird chance, you know, chance, we call it, um, chance encounter with somebody who's never heard the gospel. Um, or I've even heard stories of somebody finally just coming to the end of their rope and, you know, realizing within themselves they, they, they can't do it. And they somehow just throw out this Hail Mary prayer and, and God, God sends a piece of paper rolling through with a verse on it. Just really bizarre ways. God is so capable of doing and reaching anybody with the gospel however he sees fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's outside of everything that we understand. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, yeah it's, so, it's so important for us to... To know that God, God in the capacity as God is sovereign over those things. And that, that by whatever means he deems necessary, he will get the gospel to all of those who are, are being saved. And, and that there's, there's so much confidence in that. But on the other side of that, that takes us farther another step because there, there's a true still responsibility. Uh, when we see scriptures like the Great Commission saying, go and make disciples, there is still a responsibility for us. And we see Romans, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. We have to preach the gospel. I think, yeah. Alistair, you had a verse or something about that. Yeah, in, in Romans. Uh, Romans chapter 10, um, Paul is talking about, um, you know, everyone who believes in him um, will not be put to shame. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then we see Paul make this transition, starting to ask these questions, saying, how then can they call on him they have not believed in? 
And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so we see um, in the, this promise of God that he's not going to lose any of his sheep. He also calls us as his, as his followers, we're supposed to go and preach this gospel. Like we are, we are the primary means. We are the, we're the plan to go and preach the good news to people for them to hear. Um, and so I think we, we find that, that tension or that balance of God's going to do it. He's got it under control. But he also says, you got to do it, you know? Um, and so for those who have these questions, I think you're, you're feeling that burden of the lost on your heart. Um, and I know in my own life, I have people that are very close to me that I, this, this burden arises every once in a while. Um, and when that burden arises, I, I can't argue with God and the fact that I should probably go talk to them. Um, if I'm feeling this burden for their, their, their lostness, I should pray above all things, but I, God has told me, go and preach the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Um, and so go, you know, if you feel that conviction, if you feel that, that weight, God has, God wants to use you as an instrument for his good and for his, his gospel to be preached to everyone. There's a wonderful feeling that, that we, we have when we are found faithful as well. Mm -hmm. You know, because, because we know it's, it's not up to us. Yeah. And if you miss out on, on sharing, that's, that's a missed blessing that you had, but yeah. God's going to accomplish his work yep. still. He won't lose any, yep. but, but for us to have that, that knowledge in our heart that I've obeyed God, I've, I've, I've listened to what he's commanded and I have participated and been about my father's business. I, I want to be found faithful in that way. Yep. You know, I, I, I just, uh, maybe we'll close with this, but I, on, on last Sunday, you know, we're doing these live stream things and I, I here at the church early and so, someone just so happened to walk into our church courtyard and kind of sit down and, you know, he's kind of lonely, who knows. And I asked the guy, what, you know, what's going on? How can we help you? And he needed a ride to weed, to, to California, or weed California. And, and I, I said, well, I, let me get a couple things done. I've got some time. I'll, I'll be happy to do that for you. I'll be happy to do that. And normally under other circumstances where we have two services still going in Sunday school, it's not very easy to leave, leave the building, right? But this, this all set up, and we got to take a, take a ride up to, uh, up to weed, and, and I dropped him off up there, and... But during that whole ride, it was just clear to me it was a time to share the gospel, right? It was a time that, that God has ordained and orchestrated this time right now so that so this gentleman could, could hear the gospel. And maybe again, maybe maybe for the first time, but just to hear the gospel plainly um, so that he could he could know that he he's called to repent and believe in faith in Jesus Christ. So what, what wonderful opportunity. Now, I came away from that feeling like, man, I... I was about my father's business. I was, I was doing what I, I ought to be doing. Why? Well, because the good news, the gospel, has meant so much to me. Right. There's and no greater it, news. There's no greater news. And if, yeah. it's, if it's that great, why would I not share it? Mm -hmm. Why would I not be obedient to share the good news with that gentleman? Right? And I, I, left, I left him there knowing and hoping in the sovereignty of God and knowing that God is going to take care of, of that, that man's heart and that man's faith in, in his due time. But I, I left knowing that I, I got to be part of, of that story, whatever that might be. Now, the last part of the question asks, and I think this gets to the, the heart of the question, which is the eternity of the soul of people. And, and so the last part of that question was, what is their status in eternity? Mm -hmm. right? Those who have not 
uh, heard. Um, well, we know that what Scripture says is the status of those who have not put, repented and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ are their status for eternity is hell. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which gives more of a sense of urgency to the Great Commission, mm-hmm. to, to bringing the gospel. Um, that, so, so to ask a question like that with a heart for lost people uh, is a good question. It's the right question. It is. Um, and, and Scripture is clear what, what eternity holds for those who don't put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And people need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we go and we share that. And then there's hope in that. In the passage that Jeff read, so much hope mm-hmm. in, in God's promise mm-hmm. and what he will do. Um, and it's not a if God does or he is doing and will do all that he has intended to do. Yeah, right. And, and I, you know, I like the passage, too, about what you read out of Second Peter, I think it was, about um, you know, God's not slow as we think of slowness. Right. You know, yeah. I think that's just a vivid picture of here we are a couple thousand years after Christ, world's still turning, you know, <laughs> and, and, but it's still so evil, and there's still so, much ter- so many terrible things going on. But what is God doing in the meantime? He's still building his church. Yeah, long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's gathering his people, building his church. When does that end? When he's got them all. We don't know when that is. So we keep going. We keep sharing the gospel. We share the gospel. And what, what should be clear, I, I want to make clear, if we haven't already, the, the question, this, this question from others, maybe not from this person, but it can beg the, a different question. Can an inkling of some spirituality, some religious thought in someone's heart and that's lost tribe and wherever, satisfy the wrath of God is ultimately what they're asking. Can, can, can my God thinking, can my, you know, my, my stirring in my heart that there is a God just by looking at creation and being without excuse, if I decide I want to create some, some kind of idol or statue that, hey, this is, this is God. I've got, I've got this God conscience in my heart and my mind. This must be what God is. I think what we want sometimes is to say, well, that, that's okay. You know, they didn't know better. They, were, they, they have, they have a, a reason they did that, and they really are seeking after God. But we know that's not true. And I, I want to be clear about that. that. That idol sitting on that shelf of that person's hut or wherever they are is an idol. It's a false god, and it's not the gospel. But the, the hope that we have shared is that we know that God is going to accomplish the revelation of his gospel to all of those who are being saved. So, so th- that for us is the hope that, that no, a, a little spiritual inkling and an idol on a shelf does not qualify as faith in Christ mm-hmm. for eternal life. But, but hearing the gospel and responding to the gospel does, and we know that God is big enough to accomplish that. Yeah, it's, it's all about Jesus. That's right. It's not about a, a block of wood or a, or a rock or a crystal or anything. Uh, you know, the scripture says there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Mm-hmm. It's yep. the name of Jesus. And God will accomplish that. He will get his gospel and, and yeah. the truth of his, his son and his sacrifice for us. Uh, he will get that to, to the world, to his people. There, you know, we won't, the end won't come and God will be going, oh man, I, I missed that person right. or, or those people. Right. It just won't happen like that. Happen. And while that seems impossible to man, <laughs> that's why the question gets brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's impossible with God. Heck no. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
Cool, very good. Well, thanks, uh, thanks again for that question. We really appreciate uh, you submitting questions. We hope that was um, helpful to you and, uh, and you could understand that clearly. Um, as always, if you want to submit another question for the elders to ask and to ponder and to wrestle with, uh, you can do that from our website. Uh, just click on the button, Ask the Elders, and submit your question there. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks a lot for tuning in.